This week's episode is brought to you by Patreon at patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons. Not only do you get access to every episode a week early and ad-free, but we have tons of extras, including our two newest interviews. We chat with Mike Scully about his time executive producing the show. I ran it through uh, seasons 9 through 12, which I always characterize as the four most consecutive seasons of the show. And we talk with writer Mimi Pond about what it was like to write the first episode of The Simpsons. You know, and I get to be the turd in the punch bowl every single time I tell this story because nobody wants to hear anything bad about The Simpsons. You can find all that and more exclusively on Patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons. I heartily endorse this event or product. Ahoy hoy everybody, welcome to Talking Simpsons where you don't win friends with salad. I'm your host, Bob Lord Thistlewick Mackey, and this is the Laser Time Podcast Chronological Exploration of the Simpsons. Who else is here with me today? Uh, Henry Gilbert and Yo, Goober, where's me? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Who else? Bunley Goodness, Chris Antista. And Bovine University graduate Cap Bailey. Hey. Oh man, you graduated. <laughs> and today's episode is Lisa the Vegetarian. You might say the extra ingredient is salt. <laughs> <laughs> and today's episode aired on October 15th, 1995. And as always, Chris will tell us what happened on this mythical day in real world history. <gasps> oh my God! Hot damn, Bobby. The Million Man March is held this week in Washington, D.C. Mad TV joins the Fox family in a little film directed by Catherine Bigelow and written by James Cameron. Should have been number one at the box office. Strange Days. Mm. Whoa, wow. I forgot about that movie. That movie yeah. fucking wow. rules. Wow. It's really good. What is what? it? Uh, it's Bigelow. a murder mystery in a world of VR, but not yeah. like hyper neon VR. So like Lawnmower like, Man. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> it's was, better than Lawnmower It's Man. not like that at all. But like if That's you can, a tall order. But when it, 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 I think it asks when you invent something like VR and you can simulate anybody else's situation, what if that person wants to play a murder or play a rape or play a sex scene? And how do you film these things? And it's like the only thing I'd ever seen like Ray Fiennes in like a mainstream movie. Oh, yeah, it was and one of his first movies. Oh, wow. yeah. no, saw it everything in the mid-90s. No, he, uh, oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Strange Days is really good, though. Watch the trailer. It's the most 90s thing you'll ever see in your yeah, life. Yeah, it really is. I, I just love movies like that in general from the mid-90s where they imagined VR was going to be and what our future was supposed to be. VR is actually yeah. a bunch of knuckles being racist in a chat room. <laughs> Sadly, yeah. <laughs> That's or, all or it's into. having sex with... Uh, with knuckles, person. yes. <laughs> yeah, it's all it's, it's all knuckles based transactions on the uh, <laughs> when you're in VR. Uh, but yeah, the Million Man March scared the hell out of white people. Oh boy, like, I heard yeah. about let's say conservatively fifty thousand racist jokes generated by this. Yeah, they're all marching because they don't have jobs. Yeah, but million <laughs> jokes like that, I. I remember uh, the joke on SNL for the Million White Guy March, and that the speaker at it was Hootie of Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> oh. the, the best joke about it is the Chris Rock collector's figure set for the one million action figures. You get one every month, uh, including the brother in the lime green suit. <laughs> we watched that. Uh, I love that it. Sketch. Is it just like spray painted GI Joe? Yeah, it's also it, like it's all GI Joes dressed up like people at the Million Man March, and there's one million figures. Well, now I, I need to see the Spike Lee fi- joints uh, get, get on, on the, the bus. Bu- get on the bus is one of my favorite Spike Lee movies. I haven't seen it's that really one. Good. I've seen about half of his movies, but well, half of his movies up to 2004. 
She Hate Me, I think, was the last one. Or no, it was Inside Man after that. You mm. like Chi Town? So. What was that movie called? No. Oh, yeah, the Chi Town. Uh, yeah. Crooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> Not a fan of Crooklyn. Uh, this, uh, this episode. So I want to say, first off, like season mm. six. Fox wanted more episodes for season seven. Mm-hmm. Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein were not robots. They needed help. So David Merkin ran two episodes. He ran this one and mm-hmm. uh, Team Homer, the bowling episode. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's one of two. Uh, yes. I yeah. love that episode. And this one, I think you can totally tell it's back to Merkin because Homer is a bit more cruel than he was in the last couple episodes. And Skinner is no is back to the mean uh control freak not the uh the pathetic pathetic uh, loser yeah Yeah, and though also this episode is written by david x then s S cohen Cohen, his first full episode that he wrote for the show he would later go on to create futurama and i just think of this and the last episode which was written by greg daniels the wtf interview with the late sam simon which is really great Sam Simon actually has this kind of crappy statement in it where he says, Mark Marin says, oh, and tons of guys left the Simpsons to do good work. And Sam Simon's like, did they? I don't know. Oh. None of you guys really made other stuff after like... Yeah, Greg Daniels. Greg Daniels yeah, man. Greg Daniels, David Cohen, Conan O'Brien, Reisted, Brad yeah, Bird, Wes Cohen. Archer. How deep yes. do you want to go? Yeah, David so Silverman, yeah. I think Sam Simon was being a little... A little mean to his old place, saying, like, eh, none of you writers. Like, sure, there are failed writers who left The Simpsons. Like, there aren't every sitcom. Mm-hmm. Not everyone goes on to create a sitcom. But. They just live off the residuals. So, yeah, yes. this episode also won an Environmental Media Award and a Genesis oh. Award. Like, uh, Whacking Day won a Genesis Award, I believe. Wow. Yeah. And uh, Merkin, he thought that Cohen was buttering him up with this pitch because Merkin had just become a vegetarian when they were working on the episode. I think a vegan. I think he's a hardcore yeah. vegan. Too. He says he's a cheating vegan on the yeah. commentary and that he has cheese every now and then. Cheese is so good, though. So, <laughs> the elephant in the well, room. Yeah, let's talk about is, it. Uh, like half the people on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, Kat and I are both vegetarians. I'm actually a pescatarian, but I don't say that because that will extend the conversation. <laughs> yes. I eat dairy and fish, uh, no other kinds of meat. And I was vegetarian for almost 10 years. Oh, wow. And I'm I always on, flirt with going back. I'm on my 13th year now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Kat, how long have you been a vegetarian? I've been a vegetarian now for 15 years. Wow. Uh, wow. I went vegetarian yeah. in 2003 at the urging of my girlfriend, mm-hmm. and I haven't looked back ever since. Mm. Uh, Same here. Watching this show has given me a lot of flashbacks and a lot of memories. So. Oh. oh, me too. And I want to say... This show, uh, in a way, it plays both sides where it reinforces the the stereotype that vegetarians are loud and in your face about mm-hmm. it, but also that they get a lot of backlash for their choices. Have, having been on the other side, I have... Do not agree at all. Um, having been on the other side, I don't know what you're saying, Chris. Oh. I I get nothing. I got nothing but shit over it. That's what I'm saying. And like, it's yes. like I feel like if you're if you're young like Lisa and you discover an ism, you're all about it. You want to mm-hmm. tell everyone about it. You want to evangelize. I was in my 20s when this happened, so I was like, this is my private choice. Mm-hmm. But I would get things like, oh yeah, I'll just take this. I don't eat meat. Oh, you don't eat meat. Why? Why not? The people want to. You in- wear leather, don't you? Exactly. They're That's like, what look I at your belt. Yeah. Every yeah. meal becomes an interrogation. Yeah. And, yeah. And I will say, as the person. Who's never been a vegetarian at this mm-hmm. table. It, it was a feeling I had to fight by having a friend in my 20s who was a vegetarian as well. And I was that asshole to them who was just like, ah, by announcing your vegetarianism, you have now engaged me in yes. a debate. Uh, I'm not uh, saying exactly. I think, I think yeah. what, there's, I don't know of many other things in the world like that. I mean, if you say. So you're going against the group, yeah. and people really freaking like yeah, meat. And if you yeah. say, 
I'm a vegetarian. You're essentially to them saying you're judging me for exactly. my choices. But, I'm like, I'm not judging yeah, you. Like, what I'm am just, I doing wrong? Well, yeah. it's similar if you were to say like, oh, I don't shop at big box places like Target, or mm. I don't buy shoes from this company, or I don't. You wouldn't say it in a judgmentally way. Judgmentally way, just be like, ah, no, I don't. I don't eat a McDonald's, and then yeah. everybody else would be like, why the fuck are you judging me for not <laughs> yeah, eating, for yeah. me eating is McDonald's? That, is your you. life choice a slam on me? Yeah. Like, oh, you're exactly. so, the most angering thing that happens is when um, people get angry at me and other people. I saw a Twitter thread about this <laughs> when someone was like talking about substitute hamburgers, like mm-hmm. what are the best kinds. People act like you you just played a trick. Like you <laughs> yeah. said you wouldn't eat meat, but you're eating a fake hamburger. Why don't you just eat a real hamburger? And I will tell you, it's a sandwich. It's it's a warm thing on it bread, go. and it tastes yeah. good. And there go. are many yeah. kinds of fake hamburgers. I will say they don't they don't really taste like meat. Fake chicken does taste like chicken. Fake uh, hot dogs taste yeah. like hot dogs. Yeah, I fake would sausage. Say food is so processed. I have in to say that meat has a very meaty taste it that does. is absent in the fake, fake stuff. Meat, yeah. But I think I prefer the non-meaty taste. But I will say, all of you friends out there who want to try a good fake hamburger, try the Impossible Burger. Mm. It's not. It's. I don't know how hard to find it is, but when I bit into it, I'm like, holy crap! I have to make sure they didn't give me real meat because this tastes like a hamburger, and I have not had one in 14 yeah, years. There's, there's a juicy, juicy texture to meat that is. That the closest replicant is like a well cooked mushroom, like yeah. a well cooked portobello. Well, I, I have an interesting query for you guys since <laughs> I am going to debate you now about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. go for but it. No, I I just remember seeing in the news uh, a few years ago about this thing called a shmeat that they were growing. It was basically Schmeet. scientifically made through stem cells meat that is grown cruelty free, as in hmm. it's just like say cow cells, and it just grows what would be the equivalent of the meat. Just in a petri dish, nothing dies. Nothing that's yeah. cool, is killed but by. Would you eat that? No, because it would make me sick. Because uh, I've not eaten meat in so long that I yeah. don't have the enzymes in my stomach anymore. And frankly, I'm kind of I'm at the point where I'd be like, yeah, sure, I'd eat cruelty free meat. Except that I just cannot be bothered mm. to restore the enzymes yeah. because if I eat yeah. meat, I am going to be violently it, ill. It took me three uh. years to ingest pork. It did. Wow. It did not mm. work. It would. I would immediately like shit my brains out. I also remember uh, we had a coworker mm-hmm. at our old job, me and Chris did, who she she's a vegan, mm-hmm. and I remember one of the stupidest things told to her why about why she should start eating meat again was a guy said to her like. Like, I'd eat blood to make blood. Like, well, I think sure. that's proven untrue by was this her person existence. Donald Trump? <laughs> no. Sounds like his kind of science. Well, this was a Berkeley rich kid who seemed to think like, I oh, I, I'm I'm super hippie, but I also own property. I own like three buildings in Berkeley. So it but, feels like every other day on Reddit, I see a thread on the front page. It's like, on average, vegetarians go back to meat after 10 years or something. And the subtext of every one of those threads is always seems to be you'll be back yeah mm-hmm. and I have or to have say, you been told that hitler was a vegetarian oh like, sure yeah oh yeah in this episode too i feel like the stereotype is oh vegetarians only eat salads i'll tell you mm. what when i stopped eating meat i started eating everything else like yeah. things i yeah. would never try before it actually expanded the amount of food yep. i ate it and i i ate think a lot more about yeah first of all like what you are eating mm-hmm. and you're thinking a lot about what you're getting in terms of nutrients and everything because mm-hmm. it's something like oh how do I get protein now? This is yeah. an interesting challenge. It's very easy to be like, I'll take a hamburger, I'll have pepperoni pizza, just like very stock things that I, put, I started, put you in a comfort zone. I started on the fast food version of that, like mm. bean burrito. Oh, shit, Burger King has a veggie burger option. They're like the only place that has one. Well, that's something too in the Bay Area. That My old roommate, she was a big time vegetarian, mm-hmm. and... 
I knew her in Florida, and it was a pain in the ass for her to get vegetarian oh, yeah, easy. food anywhere. Mm-hmm. But you move here, it's like every place. Grocery. Yeah. Or there's just vegetarian-only restaurants here. I actually find that I have a much easier time finding vegetarian stuff in like Portland than I do in San Francisco. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, every vegetarian restaurant here is extremely Asian fusion-focused mm-hmm. and overly yeah, expensive. Where in Portland, every restaurant has a vegetarian version. And mm-hmm. I love going mm-hmm. to their brunch and getting their vegetarian sausages and mm-hmm. So yeah. Berkeley yeah. has more vegetarian options, yes. perhaps, than that. Yeah, San and if you go to like a middle brow restaurant, like an Uncle Mo's family feedback, for instance, it's, <laughs> it's impossible to get anything that's just even just fish. Maybe well, you can yeah. find that's fish where and you, chips. That's where you get the pasta and the the. That's the danger true. of being a vegetarian is you fall into the pasta di- diet, oh, yeah, the pastafarian diet. I remember <laughs> we we oh t- totally that's uh, yeah I, we 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 learned with our vegetarian friend we went to Panera Bread is that that's a yeah. chain yeah. right Panera, yeah that's good and she's like can I get this without meat and like. Oh no! What? Uh, like, yeah. what do you mean? No, it's like none of this is assembled here. Like, this is all <laughs> it's just a sandwich. So, yeah, it's yeah, a sandwich made in, like, frozen only, and shipped. The only time I've ever found a place that literally did not have something I could eat was I was in Austin, Texas, and we were in a airport, and I was on a company outing, and they were like, "Come to this barbecue place." I'm like, "Okay, whatever. I can get fries." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Do you have fries?" No. Do you have a salad? No. Do you have soup? No. What do you got? <laughs> Meat. I was like. I guess I'm just drinking. And <laughs> yes. then I got very, very drunk. Rich and Bunley goodness. One last, one last anecdote. We're going on about this. But, but I, I remember more. being at Denny's uh, after becoming a vegetarian and all of the Grand Slam breakfast, mm-hmm. all the breakfast things have meat in them by default. Yeah. And I remember asking the waitress, like, instead of getting the bacon, can I just get another egg or something? And she was like, it's never happened before. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you can. I'll have to ask. And uh, I did, but it was just no like meat. I broke her fucking brain. You like, did. I mean, the Jackie Robinson of vegetarianism <laughs> and Denny's. Yeah, it's like a man. <laughs> like, a man came in here and he didn't want bacon. Yeah, <laughs> bacon is hack as fuck. It's not funny and it doesn't taste. Also, good. stop putting it in everything. Yeah. Well, but it does yeah. come from the same wonderful animal. It's the most American it's, condiment. It's, I'll, I'll say this because it ties into podcasting. Being a vegetarian and being a podcaster, I've never had... Those are the two things in my life. Whenever I say that, I have to explain myself. (laughs) So you eventually just develop a spiel. And so I would (laughs) say to people, like, there are plenty of moral, ethical, and health reasons why you should not eat as much meat as you do. And since Mm. the whole world eats meat with every meal, the whole country, I'm deciding to eat less. And guess what? I eat whatever I want, Mm -hmm. and I do not gain an ounce... uh, other than that, like in like in like, whoa, really? Like, yes, every every single piece of this meat is fattening you up so goddamn hard. Now all, all I have to think about is just a not meat. I don't exercise. I don't. I don't I'm not healthy, and I'm skinny as a rail. It's wonderful. Oh man, we good. just went full preachy vegetarian. Yeah, no, no, I, that's, but that's. that's Call me selfish. Mm. <laughs> it doesn't have anything to do with me, like me being better towards animals. Do you? I have opinions on that. I'm happy to tell you, you know, about them. Uh, I heard an interesting lose weight, no exercise. I heard how about an interesting that? Interesting vegan fact recently about how feeding animals is also killing tons of animals too, because mm-hmm. you have to all the meat that goes into like dog food and cat food, mm-hmm. and then if you were to make vegan replacements for that for animals, then you would save tons of lives, like tons of animals. And then you get pounds of shit, which die. is the leading cause of water pollution in this country. Never yes, mind, yeah. not going to talk about it. You know, yes, really uh, we're already getting a one star review for this episode. So far. I never get the soapbox. <laughs> I right, thought the show I'm, was about the Simpsons, and I'm not even a vegetarian. <laughs> all right, well, so you know what else about this episode is. Is the Beatles? This yes. is finally the episode where they get the last remaining living, then living Beatle, and uh, David Merkin 
is a big Beatle fanboy, though so is Gene and Reese. Like, that band? I, all the, I, yes. I feel like every show at David Merkin Engineers to meet an attractive woman or yeah. a musician he likes. That's yeah. basically David Merkin's MO, which he admits on yes, the, the, on the uh, clear commentaries. On so, yeah. Yeah, but they, and they were able to get him thanks to stumping for vegetarianism yep. like we just yeah. did now. Well, David Cohen was like, oh, I mean, what if we had Lisa being a vegetarian? And David Merck was like, we could use this as an excuse to meet the Beatles. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, because he missed out on the other two Beatles. They were before sure. his time on the show. If he was going to meet any Beatle, it had to be Paul McCartney, it, it, if you're the a, best living Beatle at the time. If you're a Simpsons fan, it's it's the biggest change in a character on the show at this point ever. But, yeah. I mean, we saw it in Lisa's wedding. Yeah, yeah. She it was canon. She was a vegetarian there. Oh, yeah. Uh, so... Now let's get into the episode. The Simpsons are on their way, but where? Are we there yet? No. Are we there yet? No. Are we there yet? No. Where are we going? We're going to Storytown Village, Grandpa. It's an amusement park for babies. Oh, just leave me in the car with the window open a crack. That's the plan. I think it's nice we're doing something Maggie will enjoy for once. Besides, I'm sure Storytown Village is also fun for everyone. From eight to... God only knows. <laughs> this is the first time they admitted they're like, we don't know how old Grandpa is. He's whatever age he needs to be for the joke to work. And I think it's also the first time they've literally done shit on behalf of Maggie. Yeah, it's the yeah. only time. I I love, in the next clip, Maggie's excitement mm-hmm. at it. Like, Oh, the furious clapping. Yeah. She's like into it. She's like perched on Marge's She's arms. She's like a one-year-old. She's not going to remember anything. Uh, but yeah. still, like you go to like a baby store or goddamn, I don't know, She's still baby in drowning mode. lessons. Yeah, I got to say, if I was Bart, I would have said like, this is meaningless. Like, who cares if Maggie likes it? She's nothing. Like, this is me. Like, let's go a place that's fun for us. I also... It's was like that taking how you a were? baby to Disneyland. <laughs> yeah. I am done. There's the a pl- movies. There's a place in Oakland called Fairyland that I am legally not allowed to go into without a minor. <laughs> wow. And I've, and I've brokered a deal to, to help take my friend's kids there because I want to go see story cheesy storybook dioramas, oh, big dumb mushrooms that you can sit on. <laughs> well, they, makes me I, really happy. I also do remember that experience of going to places that I had become too old for as a kid and now think like, this is lame. This isn't the cool thing anymore. Or Nobody see- wants me at the Discovery Zone. <laughs> Come out. Come out. Or I'll blow your house in. Not by the hairs of our chinny chin chin. What a load of crappy crap crap. Bye, boy. I have a feeling the bad stuff is about to go down. This is where the wolf blows down the pig's house. He blows all right. He blows big time. That's it, honey. Get into the spirit. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. It was good, but not great. Well, I'm sorry, but it was 150 degrees in the car. (laughs) Uh, Grandpa got over being in the car. I have to imagine this is the Chuck E. Cheese joke. It is Senor Bivarotti again. Well, it's just like uh, there's a great documentary called Rockfire Explosion all about the robots that used to sing to us at Happy Time Pizza Places. A friend of mine restored those robots, Mm, and there was was like one or two or three. There was a small group of people who could fix those robots. So I think for Chuck E. Cheese for like a year, one guy just (laughs) clank, clank, doesn't work. I just and love that. That's a perfect sound coming is. out of the broken one. Like, yeah. 
They worked really hard on that. Uh, it was perfect. And yeah, the animation too of it takes hard work mm-hmm. to animate poorly moving <laughs> things. Like, yeah. They have to be sure of like, no, you animate this bad. Like, yeah. you can't animate Can this I get more wires on the wolf? <laughs> and this episode is directed by Mark Kirkland, the mm-hmm. journeyman of the Simpsons uh, directors. It's a good job. Uh, yeah, they apparently just left Abe to die in a car. Like, <laughs> that was his decision. He said, leave me in the car. Yeah. yeah. The visual gag of Bart's first limboing under the thing. Oh, good animation on and, that. And then smashing into <laughs> Paul Bunyan's crotch yeah, was hilarious. Yeah. Yes. And then the children cheering when Mother Goose gets her head. <laughs> yes, I love yes. that part it's of the it. the exact opposite reaction. I forgot that was coming. Uh, it's beautiful. But yes, Cad, you were saying beforehand, you're, you're from the land of Paul Bunyan, right? Well, Paul Bunyan's claimed by like Minnesota, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Maine for some reason. But mm. we all know that he's from Minnesota because yeah, of course. when it rained in Minnesota and he was walking, he created all of minnesota's ten thousand lakes this is uh fake news oh. <laughs> it's not spread this and there is a statue of paul bunyan in brainerd minnesota which mm-hmm. is where fargo takes place yep it's you see that statue like eight times in the movie yes. they drive by it i i love the movie fargo mm-hmm. it might be oh it's one amazing. of my favorite it might be my favorite film of all time Though, i could watch it any the coen brothers name is kind of mud in minnesota because you <laughs> oh, yeah, do not like it. you do not take you do not make fun of minnesota mm-hmm. in a like people are like we don't talk like that <laughs> we're not like this yeah, this is not is. our culture they saw a little bit too uh, much of them but when I was growing up, Paul Bunyan, I mean, we did like a freaking school play of all Paul Bunyan. Oh, Paul wow. Bunyan is a big deal. Yeah. He was like your false god. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. But Florida I, gets Babe the Blue Ox. She's I ours. Was, I was more of a Johnny Appleseed guy. Yeah. I was like, apples are nice, and I yeah. walk around with them. Like, I could do that. I could, <laughs> I could walk around with apples until I die. They both, <laughs> they both have great Disney cartoons. Yeah. Both I love. Yeah. Oh, man. In the Disney cartoon, the fight between the Babe the Blue Ox yeah. and Paul Bunyan is beautiful yeah. like when he's grabbing his horns and shifting Ugh. the mountains around you can't really find it anymore but uh yeah they are great it was super pecos the- bill rolling a cigarette and lighting it with lightning <laughs> god damn it yeah. they had to cut that out <laughs> they digitally removed it so he's just doing nothing with his hands and mouth that seems obscene <laughs> just don't show it to kids like kids should know about pecos bill anyway like mm-hmm. it, it- <laughs> Like, who cares? What the fuck do kids need to know about Bill? <laughs> Say, well, I was. They're teaching it in schools like they should. Why? I guess it would teach kids about like petticoats and whatever. The, what, the what bustle the, water? I don't even know who Pecos Bill is. I've heard the name, but it's like. He was the wild cowboy of the. He, was a tall he, tall like, he like roped yeah. the mountains or something or yeah. did some cowboy bullshit. It's beautiful. It's American mythology. I dig it. I want it back. <laughs> The Simpsons will be right back. Yo, Goober, do you like this podcast? Would you like to hear more of it? Well, there's an easy way to do that by going to patreon.com slash talking Simpsons. That is the home of this podcast and it supports me and Bob doing this regularly. And just $5 a month gets you access to every episode of the podcast a week early and ad-free, not to mention a ton of extras, including every episode of Talking Critic exclusively on there, a bunch of interviews that we did with tons of experts in the world of The Simpsons, and so much more, and coming very soon, Talking Futurama. We're going to do the entire first season of Futurama exclusively on Patreon in the Talking Simpsons style. You're not going to want to miss that. Again, just $5 a month, and there's tons more cool stuff a-coming. 
patreon.com slash talking simpsons after you've married a carrot go to audibletrial.com slash talking simpsons that's where you can sign up for your own uh, free audiobook to try out the service of Audible, the audiobook platform that is super duper cool. I say this from experience. I've actually been a user of Audible for years now. I love all the books on it that I've gotten. It's great listening. It's totally worth it. And at audibletrial.com slash Talking Simpsons, you can sign up for a month, free trial, get a free audiobook that you get to keep and help support the show as well. If I could make a suggestion, if you love our talks about old animation, you probably would have watched in the 90s Dr. Katz. Well, did you know Dr. Katz is back as its own Audible exclusive? You can give a listen to the audio logs of Dr. Katz, brand new Dr. Katz episodes, only at Audible, and you can get your hands on that with the trial at audibletrial.com slash Simpson. Hey, this is Sideshow Luke Perry. You're listening to Talking Simpsons on Laser Time. This week on Laser Time, the Internet's seventh leading pop culture podcast, the gang is tackling a brand new topic. Today we'll be talking about comic strips. Comic strips. How do you get sound effects for comic strips? Well, we're going to talk about uh, certain, uh, certain criteria for comic strips, but mostly about these stealth pilots that you never saw as an excuse to talk about comic strips. So what you're going to end up hearing is maybe these characters you know by name but have never heard speak before in your life. People you've known for 30, 40, 50, 60 years talk for the first time. Are we going to hear Lorenzo music in this episode? Uh, no, not once. I don't, no! have, I don't have him at all, but you'll figure out what this is from. So it's hard to know how far a comic circulates. I would say there's a substantial portion of newspaper readership who doesn't see the comic pages. They're there for the fucking news. There are so many things in newspapers that it's like, this is for one niche group mm-hmm. and no one else. Little League scores? I, how sad. How sad is no, your life? No, TV guide? No. <laughs> bridge. <laughs> my newspaper was small enough that they ran the bridge column on the comics page so wow. it was like this it's weird like the, little it, the it was games like the, page the jumble was there too right yeah, it was yeah. like the yeah. raisin in the Halloween bag the, the thing. <laughs> that's laser time new every Monday on lasertimepodcast.com iTunes Stitcher or wherever you get your podcast. But yes, now they they get to the petting zoo part, and everyone can enjoy it. Out of the way, you! Oh, you are so cute! Yes, you are. You are. I just love you. <laughs> See, it was a good idea to come here after all. Attention, families. This is Mother Goose. The following cars have been broken into. And then when they pull in, the back window's gone. Yeah, I didn't catch yeah. that joke the first time as, as a kid. Like, it took multiple viewings. But the I, I just love the successive awes and Homer's crossed arm. Oh, after yeah. shoving the lamb out of the way. So last year I went to the California State Fair, and we ended up going into one of those petting zoo-type pens with mm-hmm. all of the barn animals. 
And admittedly, they were cute, but at the same time, I was just like, I'm going to catch some kind of horrible disease. It from just these smells things. too much oh, like smell. shit. Yeah. Oh, that smell. You know, you're surrounded by animal animals. Shit. Shit and meanwhile, constantly. like the llamas are glaring at you, and yeah. you're like, geez, what are you thinking? Ah. Yeah, I, I'm not blaming the animals for shitting. They need <laughs> yeah. to do that, but I, it's, I, it is a byproduct of it. I have seen the uh, the thing of Homer shoving the other lamb out of the way, made into a meme exactly. several yeah. times. Every <laughs> single holiday yes. season for the last three years, it's like the game nobody wants. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It gets shoved aside. Was it uh, Overwatch in that game, Battleborn? Yes, yeah. Battleborn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I Poor also, Battleborn. I agree. It's Lisa Simpson of uh, online shooters. <laughs> I, I agree with Homer's consternation at, not, at an animal not doing its stereotypical thing like mm. eating a can. Eating a can I was yeah. like, Come on. That's a great goat. He's going to kill that goat by eating the can. Jeez. It's uh, heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking for me to learn that it wasn't a real thing. I feel oh. like he brought a tin can from home. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to see if this works. Also, it's pretty terrifying what happens to Maggie. Like, yeah. She, she, oh, yeah. It, it, Maggie was dead. Like, she was trampled <laughs> by animals. Marty's reaction was not severe enough. She's like, oh, dear. It was dear. not at all. Dear. <laughs> And uh, it was also nice to hear Tress McNeil voice. And she doesn't get a lot in these yeah. early seasons. Not until She'll be uh, Lindsay Nagel becomes a regular on mm. the show. Oh, yeah. And, the, and more Agnes. Yeah, and more Agnes. Yes, yeah. Uh, they come back and the Flanders are having a good, jolly old time. This is great. We're your partner, too, in Fruitly Pro. You're having a family reunion and you didn't invite me? Oh, gosh, Homer, this is strictly a Flanders affair. I got family here from around the globe. Here's Jose Flanders. Buenos ding dong dilly dia, senor. And this is Lord Thistlewick Flanders. Charmed. Eh, a googly doogly. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe you didn't invite me. After I painted those cool stripes all over your car. Mm. (laughs) I know. I'll throw my own barbecue, the greatest barbecue this town has ever seen, and I'll only invite who I want. That'll show you. Can I come? Sure. Don't! (laughs) (laughs) That uh, painting stripes on your car line obviously was replaced. I want to know what the original joke was. You don't see those as often in these years, but I'm still curious. Have we established yet that Ned's parents are hippies? Oh, yeah. yeah. They're beatniks. They're beatniks, so they must be real outliers in this family. They're the black so, sheep of the Flanders yeah. flock, I'd say. So Ned came back to the family. I like to think they died like from heroin or something <laughs> in 1962. I like to think that. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why they're not around. I just love all the Flanders designs that are just uh, variations on the theme of yeah, Flanders of pink creepy. and green and brown. Those should all be action figures. Well, Where's that same, Playmates line? It's the same with the Simpsons. Later on, mm-hmm. you see like the, the... No, I want the I want those Flanders to hang out with these Simpsons men who I are shoot, all Homer. I in, shoot birds yeah. at the airport. I shoot birds at the airport? That's one of my all Everybody <laughs> hates birds. <laughs> hates birds. That's wrong. Uh, it's also revealed that the neighbors mainly see the Simpsons in, at court hearings and watch class action. <laughs> That's <lawsuits>. right. <laughs> uh, and I also like that Marge, Marge, who already has been set up as not very good with spices, that she she even admits like. 
senior degree in the salt, which does make anything taste better, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, all that salt. Uh, no, no, I'm good salt. Not as good as hobo spices. <laughs> uh, but this is when Lisa comes to a revelation, which I actually love. This episode really handles well these staggered realizations about meat mm, in yeah, her life. At least for the first time for me, I think it was the first time vegetarian was handled as more than just a punchline of a pretentious person doing mm. something like, he's yeah. not eating meat. Yeah. It was a conversion story. Please, Lisa, I thought you loved me. Loved me. What's wrong, Lisa? Didn't you get enough lamb chops? I can't eat this. I can't eat a poor little lamb. Lisa, get a hold of yourself. This is lamb, not a lamb. What's the difference between this lamb and the one that kissed me? This one spent two hours in the broiler. But sensible bites. All right, Lisa, if you don't want lamb chops, there's lots of other things I can make. Chicken breast. Rump roast. Hot dogs. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't eat any of them. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Lisa, honey, are you saying you're never going to eat any animal again? What about bacon? No. Ham? No. Pork chop? Dad, those all come from the same <laughs> animal. <laughs> oh, yeah, right, Lisa. A wonderful, magical <laughs> animal. <laughs> Apparently that came from a speech by John Schwartzwelder, where he was holding forth on the be- the wonders of the pig. That he gave earnestly. That yes. He was like, yeah, the pig is awesome. It gives you all those things. <laughs> he did describe it like an Okjaw kind of character. <laughs> I think he just eats nothing but me, John Schwartzwelder. I want to think of that yeah. when I see well, him. Well, that's why they gave him... That's why they gave him the Lisa environmentalist episode because he hates environmentalism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd never call... Merkin calls him a fascist. Because he is. You're right. Yeah. I'd never call myself a vegetarian because my, my goal at the time and is now to eat less meat because mm. it's just good for my body and good for everything, everybody else. Mm-hmm. But lamb chops. Mm. I Once a year for Christmas, I love lamb so I don't much. Love, I don't love lamb. I, I don't think I've had lamb chops. I'm oh. more of a... I'd, if I were to have... Uh, I'd have deer and duck before lamb oh yeah. no 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 lamb lamb I, and i love having it once a year i never cook with meat but uh yeah i don't want to close it off because so, lamb's delicious i had a similar experience to lisa mm. when i quote unquote came out to my parents as a vegetarian mm. because so i i did not become a vegetarian that willingly because i really liked meat before i gave it up but i was mm. willing to give it a shot and i thought well i'm gonna go home for the summer and i'm totally gonna eat meat again mm. and so i'm home my parents have made a pasta. The pasta has a meat sauce. The pasta is put on my plate, and I look at the meat sauce, and I realized oh, I no. cannot eat this. Mm. I can't actually eat this. And I was like, wow. and that's where I admitted it, and the absolutely stricken look on my parents' face were uh, like, what? Well, you came back from college like, oh, oh yeah. Uh, I came like, back from just college. Just like Sean Hannity said. And at the time, my parents did not like my girlfriend very much. And <laughs> you didn't have to do a double coming out at this meal. You weren't like, I'm also I'm also a lesbian. Pretty much. Yeah, oh, boy. It was a good time. I just thought of yeah. American Beauty, somebody throwing a full plate of food at the wall. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> now, I, I think this uh, scene really encapsulates how... People dissociate themselves from meat. Mm. Like when Homer mm. says, this isn't a lamb, it's lamb. Yeah. Like it's not. Well, they do. And people don't want to think oh, yeah. about where their food comes no from. No fucking mm. way. I don't want to see the butchering. No, no. Like, I I hate seeing. It's not just a butchery, it's the factory farming. Oh, factory farming is worse than like one butcher killing most of the one whole, animal. Yeah. Most of the horrors of farming I found out through reading books about deregulation and all the shit the mm. Bush administration is doing. Oh, factory doing. farming is disgusting yeah. for sure. And yet, I am not stopping eating that food. I, mm. I I am part of the problem for sure. I just get annoying people get sanctimonious when other other cultures eat things like dogs. 
bugs. It's just yeah. like, well, guess what? You eat everything, and they're <laughs> yeah. all they're all just go as to, smart as go each to other. Japan and describe what it's like to eat a turkey and why you do it. <laughs> Why well, I, I saw this uh, South Park sometimes gets knocked on the show, but they actually, one of my last more recent favorite episodes they did was parody of the Whale Wars show yeah. because Stan gets really into anti-whaling in these mad at the Japanese for killing whales and dolphins. Like, stop killing whales and dolphins. It turns out that Ameri- the, the, the reason they do it in the South Park world is that America tricked them into thinking whales and dolphins did... Hiroshima, not America. <laughs> and so then the episode ends with them tricking the Japanese into thinking that cows and chickens killed them. And then they start killing cows and chickens instead of dolphins and uh, whales. And they just go like, ah, now they're normal. Like, that's the end of the episode. They're like, see, now they're wow. not killing whales anymore. They're killing these animals. That's much, a normal. much better message than the one I can think of in which Stan becomes a vegetarian and starts growing vaginas all over his body because <laughs> yeah. being a vegetarian makes you a pussy. You, turn uh, into, you eventually yeah. turn into a giant pussy. Yeah. Tofu has uh, has all this estrogen in it. And... I've, I've been called a soy boy yeah. online. Well, in Parks and Rec, you have Ron Swanson, who's like... <laughs> he is John Swartzwald, actually. Or he yes. literally mm-hmm. only eats meat and gets very angry when vegetables are put in front of him. And there are people mm-hmm. like that yeah and he I would... said all the bacon and eggs you have <laughs> <laughs> I remember when he eats turf and turf a steak on top of another steak one cut of steak on top of and that's the kind of shit I won't deny myself <laughs> KFC but, uh, double downs and by the way hot dogs rats raccoons pigeons and a shoe that's what makes <laughs> up a hot dog I mean that's not uh, not totally inaccurate but I come from the Midwest mm-hmm. as I you may have heard mm-hmm. and we take our yeah. hot dogs extremely seriously you do how so... seriously can you take a hot dog I'm confused we have brats I mean, brats yeah. are amazing, and, and it's not about the actual meat; it's about the spices you put on it, which is yeah. the secret to a lot of meat. Because a lot of meat is actually pretty tasteless and not that yeah, great. It's actually, a lot of food. You that's remember? why uh, fake sausage is really good because sausage yeah. is all about the spices, and it's just like mm-hmm. you're getting the spices with a different kind of material wrapped exactly. around them. Do you remember at the libertarian hot dog <laughs> place I took you to oh. once? <laughs> at that place, the vegetarian hot dog was called the weenie. Wow! Because they were finally forced <laughs> to have a vegetarian hot. Hot dog, and so they had hey. to make fun of people. But they're about freedom you, of choice. Yeah. If you eat meat and you eat vegetarian meat, it does taste different and very weird. It took mm. a long time for me to come around I, to I, that kind of stuff. I make better. I make chili and pasta with exclusively the vegetarian crumbles. Mm. The crumbles. I don't. Yeah. Detect, oh, it can be really good. I don't detect a difference at all in that. Yeah, like but but like a burger, yes. <laughs> I also love the animation of Homer and Bart fighting over the lamb chop. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like dogs. It's a great act break of just Lisa looking dumbfounded at them, like Jesus Christ. A reminder that Bart is very similar to Homer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, so schools give kids shit about vegetarianism all the time. So I do like this moment in uh, in the class here. First, pin them down so they don't fly up and hit you in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Ralph, what is it? My worm went in my mouth and then I ate it. Can I have a new one? No, Ralph, there aren't any more. Just try to sleep while the other children are learning. Oh, boy, sleep! That's where I'm a Viking! (laughs) Lisa, what did I ever do to you? Why does it talk like a lamb? Miss Hoover, I don't think I can dissect an animal. I think it's wrong. Okay, Lisa. 
I respect your moral objection. <laughs> independent thought alarm. I love that independent thought alarm. Yeah. He, uh, Merkin does many jokes about schools being conformity factories, but I think that's my favorite, the independent <laughs> thought alarm. That's, that's what that subplot in Team Homer is all about, the, mm-hmm. the school uniforms. And that's an episode that he show ran. But yeah, he points out on the commentary, and I never really thought of it this way, like schools like teach children that animal cruelty is okay by making them take apart dead animals. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if kids still have to do that dissection stuff. In the 90s, I did. I had to do it with a frog. Yeah. Yeah, but like, we started. We with had a worm. to dissect an eyeball. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, we yeah. yeah. to do that eyeball too. Like yeah. a cow's eyeball, but like second graders would not be dissecting things. Yeah, yeah they we, had to stretch it a little. In... Oh, a worm. I mean, come I don't on. think they we did. Give we... A second grader, an exacto knife and a worm. It was sixth, the sixth grade with a worm. Yeah, sixth yeah. graders. Yes, we built ourselves up to bullfrogs. Ooh, yeah. but that stuff now seems so like barbaric to me because it's like. You I have get computers. it. Computers. Uh, yeah. There's ways to see the parts of an animal. Yeah, and like in better quality. Uh, maybe too. there's like a kind of an old school thing. Was like, well, eventually you're going to have to learn how to butcher a hog, so you might as well get started now. <laughs> I a, feel like it's something the same thing that those like conservative douches who complain like we're getting rid of dodgeball and making kids into wusses. Mm-hmm. Same deal of like, oh, kids are too scared to cut up frogs anymore. Fuck that. We got to be tough. But also, dodgeball I, will here, make you a real man. Here's what I'll say to not offend any educators out there. There might be some hands-on learning potential that comes from this Perhaps that you wouldn't so. get sure. from you know, maybe maybe a future veg- uh, veterinarian mm. learns that mm. they what they want to be with that maybe i just don't really understand what you're supposed to learn from that that frogs have guts i mean it's like an anatomy lesson that's not on a page but still it's yeah. kind of gross i mean i did it too and it's just like well wow these organs aren't color-coded it's all a gray mess in here i don't <laughs> <Yeah>. like this <laughs> yuck no i definitely gagged a bit during well because <laughs> For the frog, it smelled so terrible. Oh, yeah. yeah. It had to be, it was full of formaldehyde yep. or some preservative. They got like a, a bucket of frogs shipped uh, in. Okay, so you better enjoy this scene because this is the third to last Once uh, Lady Doris appearance uh. here. Um, excuse me, isn't there anything here that doesn't have meat in it? Possibly the meatloaf. Well, I believe you're required <laughs> to provide a vegetarian alternative. Yum. It's rich in bunly goodness. Do you remember when you lost your passion for this work? Uh-oh. Two independent <laughs> thought alarms in one day. The students are overstimulated. Willie, remove all the colored truck from the classrooms. I warned you! Didn't I warn you? That colored truck was forged by Lucifer himself! So I had that experience uh, when I was in college because I used to eat at this school cafeteria all the time. Uh. And so I'd go down and I would look at the options and I'd be like, so what's the vegetarian option? And they came to really not like me because initially they would be like, there's a vegetarian option. I'd be like, that's literally peas. Can I have something else? (laughs) A bowl of peas. Or they would be like, here's the spaghetti. And I'd be like, do you have non-meat sauce? And they'd be like, so they had to go open up the the can with the sauce and heat it up for me you never got the oh just pick out the meat you can do that i got that a lot too yeah yeah i got that first so when she puts the what was it the bun the bun on just drops it on her i mean i could definitely identify with that yeah did you notice that a hot dog is in every act of this episode oh you're right it's a very Uh, hot dog episode were they paid off by the armor company perhaps (laughs) (laughs) the armor thing finally paid off hot beef Injection. Oh, oh gosh. That's right. There's a, there's so many hot dogs in this episode. Hot dog is a great comedy food. Let's I am be honest. Starving. <laughs> I, I love that Skinner is such a scold in this too. That he thinks that 
Colored chalk is like, nope, they're too free, too much creativity. It's like an element of Willie's weird religious superstition, you know, yes, that, that yeah. comes in, which I love. Uh, it's, it, it's one of those things I think, and there'll be another one coming up, is a chalkboard still in a classroom? Hmm. Have they been replaced by dry erase know. boards? Uh, I, th- I think it's dry erase boards. Let's walk onto the campus of some Yeah, let's just walk into school. school. I hate chalk. <laughs> oh, me too. I'm thinking about touching it. I, uh, <laughs> well, you know what also is gross? Like, this itchy and scratchy was a pretty gross one to mm. me. I think the I love more it. so than the needle in the eye in the last episode, just him eating his own stomach is just they, so Oh, God, yeah. They actually yeah. reused a gag that was cut from an earlier itchy and scratchy, and I forget which one it was, oh, really? but... Uh, they cut the scene yes. out where uh, Scratchy's head explodes after seeing a doctor's bill. Uh, they reused that joke that they never aired in the scene. Yes, that was know, yeah. uh, that was in the Goldfinger one where his tongue unplugs him from being neutered. Okay. And then he's shown the doctor bill and he actually blows his brains out. Okay. His head does not explode. It's a similar Bill-based suicide. Yes. yes. For yeah. fans of Marvel zombies, Captain America does the exact same thing as a zombie. Yeah. Notice that he can eat flesh and then have it pop out of his stomach and uh. eat it again. <laughs> well, because that was cosmic flesh from the Silver Surfer, and it kept them. All right. The more they ate flesh, they stayed. Uh, they, they kept their brains wits about them. Uh, the Marvel Zombies comic is really good, but also disgusting. It's Robert Kirkman, the uh, yep. Walking Dead guy. Yeah, he he oh, he did the first two and then quit because he's like, "You guys are getting rich off me. I'm getting rich off my own zombies with blackjack mm. and hooker." Uh, <laughs> boy, I almost would say this is lying the show, except the next part with I love even more. Oh I don't know, yeah, but yeah. This. This is one of my favorite undercutting of a sitcom expectation gag. Cartoons don't have messages, Lisa. They're just a bunch of hilarious stuff, you know, like people getting hurt and stuff, stuff like that. Look, kids, I just got my party invitations back from the printers. Come to Homer's BBBQ. The extra B is for BYOBB. What's that extra B for? That's a typo. Dad, can't you have some other kind of party? One where you don't serve meat? But all normal people love meat. (laughs) If I went to a barbecue and there was no meat, I would say, Yo, Goober, where's the meat? I'm trying to impress people here, Lisa. You don't win friends with salad. 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 Mom, I didn't mean to take sides. I just got caught up in the rhythm. So we have a limbo dance and a conga line in the same episode. Man, yeah. man they're really feeling the rhythm in this. A conga line. <laughs> I just love Homer's quiet, uh, like, just open judgmental is like, all normal people love meat. Come yeah, on. So blunt. I also like the Yo Goober line. I use that a lot, but I, I think it's one of the lines no one remembers. Like, Yo yeah. Goober, where's the blank? Yo, when something should Goober. be there, yeah. I think of that. <laughs> and just the, the the how long they make you wait for Bart to get hit with a door when you're like, that door's there. He's going to get hit with That's it. That's a door that never existed except to hit Bart in <laughs> yeah. the head. That's right. It's just an open frame. Yeah. There's and, no door to the kitchen. Yeah. And just Homer's posing afterwards. It's just like, eh, yeah. eh. And, and also, though, in this episode, which has such a message in it that Bart says, cartoons don't have messages. Oh, so, yeah. like, that's, a, that's another great addition to the gag. I just love all that. But, okay. Well, I'm going to have to indulge oh, here. Oh, please. Like, I we set think- it up? Yeah, well, this so I'd say this is the best Troy McClure ever. I would totally agree. Yeah. That's why I want to set it up. Like this is like per pound the most like joke per per second yeah. rapid fire delivery. It's so great. Yeah. Good morning, class. A certain agitator, for privacy's sake, let's call her Lisa S. 
No, that's too obvious. Uh, let's say L. Simpson uh, has raised questions about certain school policies. So, in the interest of creating an open dialogue, sit silently and watch this film. <laughs> Nothing beats a stroll in cattle country. <laughs> Hi, I'm Troy McClure. You may remember me from such educational films as 2 minus 3 equals negative fun and Firecrackers, the silent killer. Mr. McClure? Oh, hello, Bobby. Jimmy, I'm curious as to how meat gets from the ranch to my stomach. Whoa, 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 slow down, Jimmy. You just asked a mouthful. It all starts here in the high-density feedlot. Then when the cattle are just right, mm, it's time for them to graduate from Bovine University. Come on, Jimmy. Let's take a peek at the killing floor. <gasps> Don't let the name throw you, Jimmy. Uh -huh. It's not really a floor. It's more of a steel grating that allows material to sluice through so it can be collected and exported. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> so, that so buzzer good. has got to be the, the family feedback buzzer yeah. and the scream buzzer Same from, buzzer. Uh, from yeah. Marge Gets a Job. Yeah. Yeah. I, God damn it. I just love... First off, that Skinner is like some agitator. Yeah. Like, he's taking a personal interest that one kid is interested in, well, is questioning the school, they all will. So you have to watch this thing to be have your minds fixed. When I tell a story about someone I'm kind of gossiping about, I'll do the Skinner line with their name. <laughs> yes. Let's call him this. No, that's too obvious. I, at least Jess yes. picked up on the yes. line in, in order to create an open dialogue, sit quietly and yeah. watch this movie. Yes. Really good. <laughs> and yeah, Troy McClure, perfect in this, like, Jimmy is destroyed. Like, this scars Jimmy for life filming this. And the... And like, yeah, he's done so many of these, he doesn't know the kids' names. Like, you must be Billy, because I've done yes. 50 of these. So They're all Billy. We all grew up watching crappy film yes. strips in school. Crappy yeah. educational film strips with the bad music and everything. It's, it's hard, Kat, it's hard to know watching Pee-wee's Playhouse and Dream On and then Mystery Science Theater 3000 whether I was forced in... I just watched a lot of industrial films. Sure. Mm -hmm. And I don't... I don't they can't still be playing these things in classrooms. No, absolutely not anymore. Well, I mean, we had literal film strips, yeah, yeah. like the projectors boop, boop, and everything. Boop. Yep. Yes. Yeah, so. Got to turn the film strip at the big and sound. I always got I always got so agitated when the teacher was one thing ahead or behind, and yeah. no one knew but me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Let me do it." <laughs> it fills you with a certain anxiety. Yeah. yeah. Those are those are my favorite things to watch: Rift Tracks and Mystery Science Theater 2000. Yeah, yeah. I hope they do more in the next I think season. Setting up a room is maybe the best one oh, they ever God did. That's <laughs> most of what Rift Tracks puts out now are the shorts they're so good they're just so good yeah though. it's or the paper bag one that might be my favorite <laughs> wonderful indoctrination with horrible <laughs> production values yeah. i could sit yeah. happily and watch it all day long their or, latest short is they're called, so uh, earnest yes. they are yes and their latest short is called drawing a square yeah oh, I know. <laughs> well also i can oh. never i can never hear about the video game the killing floor without thinking of this scene uh, as well yeah i hate that game and uh, we didn't point out the whole partners in freedom thing because yes. This is a relic of the Cold War. This short, you could sell anything by wrapping it around patriotism. Yeah. That was that was what Posture Pals was. That's right. It was yeah, like, it was there was a bald eagle at the start of it. Yes, Young American uh, Pictures. Young American Pictures. Yes, and that I think Tiny Tunes had a similar gag to this of mm. they uh, that was also about anti factory farming where 
they see how a cow is butchered, but off screen, but it like Plucky sees it and it destroys him. Well, Tiny Toons was really much preachier than Animaniacs, yeah. wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> Am I wrong for thinking that factory farming like really came into the public consciousness in the 2000s? So, like, I think mm-hmm. uh, post the book Fast Food Nation, I think that's yeah. kind of what made people aware of it, like in the larger sense. Yeah, I mean, you know who it makes like, the fast most... food was really targeted. I feel like mm-hmm. in 2000, like with Super Size Me and yeah. things like that. You know who it makes the most miserable? The irony of all of it. Hmm. The farmers. Mm-hmm. You ever seen like one of those docs on the farmers who have to like work? Like I hate this. this I think year. it's called like Food Incorporated or something like that. Oh, it destroys yeah. them yeah. to work at it. it, it like it, it is soul crushing to work in that kind of environment of just like literally a slaughterhouse, where as opposed to a time where you're feeding farm. fewer people and you could mm-hmm. make more money just but yeah like raising these animals well and, at the very least with these factory farms nobody's starving right we've yeah. got all the food we need no that's a joke that's just yeah. me just me starving yes all right so if i could know you further only had a kale shake today that's all i've had uh, <laughs> what part, the hell happened you all i have so part two of the troy and meat getting hungry jimmy You see, your crazy friend never heard of the food chain. <laughs> yes, that picture. Just ask this scientician. Uh, uh, he'll tell you <laughs> that one creature invariably eats another to survive. So uh, that the food chain image uh, is my favorite image from the whole episode. That, that uh, is a lot like Mr. Uh, Burns. Yes, yeah. I think of that all the time. Uh, <laughs> yes, whenever you're, you would, I think of that anytime somebody poorly sources uh, something like, just ask this science titian. Uh, uh, he'll yeah. tell you that. <laughs> uh, I frankyak that uh, that crazy friend thing on Twitter. I, I wrote uh, during the fall when there were a lot of protests. Abby's he's like, I have a crazy friend who thinks anti-fascists and fascists are the same thing. Is he crazy? <laughs> <laughs> no, just ignorant. Your crazy friend never heard of fascism. Uh, yeah, I. God damn that that yes the every uh, the food chain is every animal coming in. That is man. like the perfect Simpsons visual joke. Yeah. That image alone is so perfect. And they're lying to children this much. And also, the gorilla being eaten by a shark is great. That's why I love that so much. The gorilla and the, eating the, the bird shark. Of, the bird of prey picking up a whole sheep. Uh, <laughs> and also, and that's next to the gorilla being eaten by the shark. That's my second favorite yeah. in the whole episode. I also just love the word scientician. Uh, like, yeah. It's yeah. so great. Which apparently is a realish word from, uh, according to Webster defines it as, uh, mid-19th Well, the Simpsons and big into signal. Mm. Uh, mid-19th century earliest uses in the literary oh, gazette what? form of scient plus ishin like physician logician mathematician etc so it wasn't just a made up word but I, that, I heard it from Michael first who used it to describe Tara Reed's career yes. in, in yeah. uh, the Alone in the Dark movie where she plays a doctor she is a scientician <laughs> in it yes a- <laughs> so uh, alright last bit of Troy don't kid yourself, Jimmy. If a cow ever got the chance, he'd eat you and everyone you care about. Wow, Mr. McClure. I was a grade-A moron to ever question eating meat. <laughs> yes, you were, Jimmy. Yes, you were. Um, you're hurting me. <laughs> Now is a special treat courtesy of our friends at the Meat Council. Please help yourselves to this tripe. (laughs) Stop it! Stop it! Don't you realize you've just been brainwashed by corporate propaganda? 
Apparently, my crazy friend here hasn't heard of the food chain. Yeah, Lisa's a grade A moron. <laughs> when I grow up, I'm going to Bovine University. It's weird to think Can of it. Just a, give that all best life. Yeah, it's all good. That's the joke. It's weird to think of a bunch of little white kids getting excited <laughs> about eating tripe. I realize it's a part of other cultures, you know, normal cuisine, but, like, if someone showed me that all that organ meat, like, yeah. glistening organ meat, I'd be like, oh, no. No, but, well, I guess that's the extra fun. They're yeah. like, oh, yeah, it's free. if it's free tripe, they'll eat it. But Ugh. I love this joke so much that the kids are immediately parroting everything they heard in it. They they were so easily indoctrinated by corporate propaganda, which is just yeah, so perfect. What kids do? They I mean yeah. I mean not all of them, but Grade A moron, my crazy friend here. They're saying it all just like they're supposed to. It, kids are supposed it's to terrifying be that kids would it would work. That is how yeah, it would David work. Merkin loves these kind of messages right. about but indoctrination. It's not, it's not one film strip, it's many, many, many film mm. strips and mm. cartoons and yeah. TV shows and radio. It teaches you all the things you're supposed to think. Yeah, so, so that grade A moron line, that was the brief return of ham? Yes, that was mm. ham because yeah. he enjoys ham radio. <laughs> Jesus, really? Yeah, that wow. was him. That wasn't you? <laughs> no, okay. or close sign. It was him. Uh, it's funny. It's sad that he turned on his old super friend Lisa like that. That's true. Mm-hmm. Making fun of her, but yeah, also Ralph's Bovine University. Uh, such a great little line. At uh, the uh, at the barbecue scene next, they purposely reuse the scene from Treehouse of Horror 1 with Homer spraying all of the lighter fluid into, yeah. the, into ah. the grill, but they changed the joke. He goes back for a second squirt mm-hmm. with a second case, but instead of it flaming up really high, it lights perfectly. It do, lights correctly. Do you think that was in like drawing a line between like no, that was a Halloween episode. Homer can't really do that. <laughs> I, I, think, I think it was Dave Merkin recognizing. Let's go with the less obvious joke. You think it would be a giant fireball? Let's not. Do it's that. It, again, if you were listening to the show in that period, it's one of the jokes I remember. Like my dad losing his mind over the idea that we both <laughs> had the same favorite show was very important to a nine-year-old kid. It lingers. I love the spray. The spray mm-hmm. and how it looks in the sound, the and it lingers so ways long. The spray yeah. goes yeah, like, too, and you can tell when he is putting more pressure on it, especially on the second one to speed it up. He's squeezing it so hard that it is the whitest spray across it and you can tell when there's no more gasoline in there that it just drips a little bit feels yeah. like a very self-referential family guy joke though <laughs> <laughs> that it's such a specific reference to treehouse yeah. one yeah mm-hmm. i they don't say it out loud but it's so obvious that it was a mm-hmm. reuse of that gag but uh there's no joke if it like at all <laughs> it looks like uh everyone's having a good time at this barbecue It's tomato soup served ice cold. Go back to Russia. I think Barney is the perfect guy to say go back. That is great. That is great. Actually, uh, I knew it's borscht. (laughs) I knew about gazpacho before this because it was a major plot point in an episode of Red Dwarf. Yes, in which uh, I think it was one of the first episodes when Rimmer is talking about his fall from grace. Mm -hmm. One of the characters he got to sit at the captain's table, Mm -hmm. and they they all had gazpacho soup, and he sent it back because it was cold. And then (laughs) they knew he was too low class for the captain's table. He was eating. They were all laughing at him eating hot gazpacho. That's right. Yeah, I I knew about gazpacho because my parents make uh, my mom would make gazpacho and I oh, hated wow. it sounds gross I hate gaz- <laughs> cold soup is an abomination okay cold soup uh, is supposed to warm your insides on yeah. a cold winter night yeah 
Cold soup, no. Was that punishment, Cat? It's like Cat's been bad. <laughs> You're already in the frozen Minnesota. The same, they're making you eat yeah. cold soup. Well, this is they the had... middle of the summer. Uh, okay. It's the summer thing. The same shit they had in the Rugrats Passover episode? I can't remember the the, the, the Jewish grandpa making that. some kind of gazpacho. I thought it was matzo ball soup, as the kids would call it. No. But meanwhile, the adults it. the adults are all laughing at a nine-year-old, eight-year-old girl. Yeah, yeah. Go that, back to Russia. Especially Barney yelling, go back to <laughs> Russia. <laughs> maybe Surly, because he's had nothing to drink, because... See, uh, he brought an empty keg when it clearly told him to BYOB. B. 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 I didn't. I. That's what taught me the phrase BYOB as well. Never, th- this joke flew over my head completely. No well, my idea. parents had to tell me. I've, yeah. I've never seen the phrase BYOB used sincerely. Yeah. I've only seen it used as a joke. Maybe it was bigger before this. I, I heard one of my uh, favorite comedians and comedy writers, Jessica Chafin, on a podcast. She joked about how. She was mad at this famous actress who invited her to a party who was much more rich than her, but the actress told her BYOB. <laughs> She's like, you're on a sitcom. You have so much more money than me. Just buy beer for the party. So I just want to make a quick observation. I know that this is like Homer's party and everything, mm-hmm. but it is a it was a little crappy that they deliberately exclude Lisa and are like, yeah. nope, you can't eat anything here. Marge could have made something for her. Lisa oh, had to yeah. make a spacho. Marge really has no opinion on this matter. Yeah. yeah. Now she's just kind of standing back waiting to think Bart did yeah, something. Corn and grill, a roasted portobello. And I, I, w- I would like to add that this has happened to me. Uh, I went to Thanksgiving oh. with my parents and they were like, oh, right, yeah, uh, well, eat turkey or just eat sides. And I was like, I guess I'll just eat sides then. <laughs> At least you had sides, I guess. Yeah. And it could be worse. You could eat a tofurkey. But that literally, they gross. only had meat. Uh, it was all meat at that barbecue. Uh, I say tofurkey yeah. could be better. The best uh, is corn. No, I mean Q U O R N. It's I mean, real good. The tofurkey Thanksgiving turkey. Mm. Like I'm fine with the fake sliced meat, but the fake awful can shaped oh, turkey that they turkey. have. Uh, yeah, it's gross. No, saying, I, gotta, gotta get that corn loaf. Huh. I all right now the next hot dog scene in the episode, but I I just love <laughs> they don't neither of them gets what yeah. they're saying here. It's so beautiful. Ah, diagnosis delicious. I've got the prescription for you, doctor. Another hot beef injection. (laughs) Hey, Homer. Wing me another one of them uh, burgers, would you? Can't quite seem to stand up under my own power anymore. (laughs) One whopper for the copper. Another burger, Dad? Here you go! It's bad enough they're all eating meat. They don't have to rub it in my face. Oh. <laughs> this has to be burned horribly. Yeah, that's true. It's right off the grill. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, also Hibbert should associate Homer with hot beef injections because of the tonic he bought uh, in oh, earlier true. episodes. So, I'm guessing a wonderful reference to uh, Breakfast Club, mm-hmm. where that phrase was used by oh, Judd, Judd Nelson uh, Bender, but very, very sexual. So I don't know yeah, where yeah. I would have got it from. I, I feel like a lot of the slang of that movie is made up by a forty-year-old man. <laughs> but it's just so funny that he is offering a hot beef injection to Hibbert. And neither realizes he's making it's an innuendo. So fucking it. funny. We can have the the meat sweats now or something. I feel fat just watching him. <laughs> yeah, uh, the way Wiggum talks, I'm just like. <sighs> but he he is a good he's a good barbecue person. Yeah, Homer was feeding everybody. Yeah. He was a good Homer. Didn't Homer's have a good at a thing. He's a good host. It did make yeah. me want. We don't. None of us have backyards, but absolutely not. Dope ass barbecue. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, no. Our friend Michael, they uh, Michael and Diana have a backyard. He it's like invited a pirate like ship. he yeah. like invited the whole town too. Yeah. Everybody was there, and uh, also I thought it was weird. 
I wonder if there was a deleted gag there that Otto is sitting with the cops, which is just like, why? That is, is weird. all the cops at the table and Otto. I don't think Otto should even be there. You can also see Apu. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Hmm, I missed that. Uh, but yeah, all that grease on Lisa's face looks so painful. It's very realistically drawn gristle. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah. And uh, if you never, they they have a quick gag to let you know that Chief Wiggum's nose looks like a pig. <laughs> you never noticed. That That's one. great. And that has to be Look Lisa's at his nose. <laughs> Lisa. That has to be her uh, Flanders riding mower that she's riding. That's right. Yeah. It can't be. Can't it came be out of nowhere. Nose. But uh, here's here's another of my favorite lines. Hmm. It's just a little dirty. It's still good. It's still good. It's just a little slimy. It's still good. It's still good. It's just a little airborne. It's still good. It's still good. It's good. I know. You know, Smithers, I think I'll donate a million dollars to the local orphanage. When pigs fly. (laughs) (laughs) Will you be donating that million dollars now, sir? No, I'd still prefer not. (laughs) That's great. I love how Homer's denial ends instantly as soon as it hits too far. Mm. I know. Lisa, you went too far. Mm -hmm. I know that you're like angry about the thing, but I mean, it's not cool to do that. Not cool. Speak with your words. Don't destroy his poor giant pig. Lisa thought Homer's literally throwing meat into her room. (laughs) Yeah, she had had reason to be angry. It was a misunderstanding. Understandable anger, but... Oh God! Just this, just the airborne. It's still good. I I've heard that memed a bunch too. It's, it's a classic just a little one. Blank. It's and the great still good. animation good. of the pig going to the pipe and the water building uh, up behind yes. it. It's really beautiful. And the beautiful. sound effect of the pew. Yeah, of yes. the shot pig and just the vision of it flying through the air. I'm glad they resume. They use it one more time at the end of the episode. It's a great image. And even in one tiny scene, Burns is hilarious. Yeah, I think yeah. It's a visual reference to the Peter Frampton's inflatable pig, which yeah. will then come back. Oh, you're right. That Do was, you feel? Yeah. That was all in the delivery with uh, Mr. Burns because mm. uh, if you look at it, it was. Kind kind of a kind of a crap joke to be honest because yeah. it, it's really obvious but uh, harry shearer really kind of like he, he delivers a hell out of it <laughs> no i think not. it's good to see yeah. burns for a little bit yeah. Yes, yeah uh and then i also like that you come back from the commercial break and homer is still looking in the sky for the pig like <laughs> i forgot about that and yeah. throws hey, away hey. he's so angry he throws away his Binoculars too. He's just like and throws them in the trash. It's just like Damn. I totally forgot some about that, that gag. Some say the pig is still flying to this yeah, day. Yeah, you know, I'm sorry, Chris. I talked over you like uh, the flying pig <laughs> from Kids in the Hall. Hey, oh my me. God, you're right. Oh God. <laughs> hey, look at me. <laughs> what a lineup. Sorry. So then Homer and Lisa are not speaking. March. Since I'm not talking to Lisa. Would you please ask her to pass me the syrup? Please pass your father the syrup, Lisa. Bart, tell Dad I'll only pass the syrup if it won't be used on any meat product. You dunking your sausages in that syrup, homeboy? Marge, no, <laughs> Bart. I just want to drink a nice glass of syrup like I do every morning. Tell him yourself you're ignoring Lisa, not Bart. Bart, thank your mother for pointing that out. Homer, you're not not talking to me. And secondly, I heard what you said. Lisa, tell your mother to get off my case. <laughs> uh, Dad, Lisa's the one you're not talking to. Bart, go to your room. Why don't you just eat him, Dad? I don't need any serving suggestions from you. <laughs> you barbecue wrecking know-nothing know-it-all. That's it. I can't live in a 
house with this prehistoric carnivore! I am out of here! That's it! Go to your room! <laughs> Great timing. Uh, so, if any of you guys, I guess Kat's been telling stories of family strife from being a vegetarian. Bob, you ever have any? Or Not really. My mm. mom was just worried I was not eating enough protein or whatever. Then I had to reassure her, like, I'm eating all the soy, which will turn me into a woman. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I remember my... I came back from San Francisco and like, you're not eating meat, so I want you to drink this whole glass of milk. And I'm like, wow, I haven't had a glass of milk in like six years. Oh, gross. Drank uh. it and like, that was unsettling. And then just... Right when I'm leaving the house, like 20 minutes later, I fart and just shit down my leg. It's a whole glass of milk in exchange. Gross. <laughs> this episode is rated TVY7. Yeah, Jesus. Well, Man. my parents did eventually come around. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. now when I go home, they do make me a vegetarian alternative for the Aww, turkey. That's nice. And they make sure that I have something to eat. So mm-hmm. it's still okay. I, You know, that thing of the parent being worried about protein, that's mm-hmm. what my aunt, I saw mm-hmm. that too. My aunt with my hippie and she's actually kind of hippie too my aunt but she still eats meat but then two of my cousins they became vegetarian and she was still worrying like look just eat this egg okay this egg's fine like you gotta have protein i worry about you mm-hmm. just like i mean yeah. you don't get enough protein i actually monitor mm-hmm. it pretty closely and i have to go out of my freaking way to get protein what are the uh what are the alternatives to this <laughs> that like what peanuts or bread and cheese mm-hmm. uh, is a good way to I start like not not complex but i mean mm-hmm. it's a start and then well i and soy We'll get you uh, proteins, um, but I, we also eat fish, so that helps. <laughs> fish oh, helps. Oh yeah. yeah, you use fishy cheaters. <laughs> yes, we're, we're cheaters. It's a lot harder if you cut that stuff up. I mean, fish are just bugs. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. uh, that's I, what I, they are. I like your scientific okay. classification. Fish yeah. are bugs. Well, bats are bugs, as Calvin and Hobbes. That's taught true. Me. So, uh, and, and also under <laughs> undercut there is that Homer drinks a glass of syrup every day, which sounds deadly. Like, that sounds that scene in Super Troopers is one of the grossest things I've ever it's seen. Just Sugar. <laughs> well, it's so pure. Homer is obsessed yeah. with sugar, though, as yeah. we saw when he became a sugar baron. And he puts ketchup uh, on true. a salad, as we've seen. <laughs> and we saw an ice. What cat was here for that? It's mean, way gross here. to be shitting down my leg. You guys, are, reactions <laughs> are all wrong. true. Okay, so if it wasn't for Troy McClure, I think actually this would be my favorite scene of the episode. Look, it's Mrs. Potato Head. She has a head made out of lettuce. <laughs> believe I used to go out with you. Are you going to marry a carrot, Lisa? Yes, I'm going to marry a carrot. She admitted it! She's going to marry a carrot! I can't believe it! That's great. So many many flashbacks. Oh, my God. Well, I think of, yes, I'm going to marry a carrot. Every time I have, like, I think a very clever comeback to a bad joke uh, at, at my expense on Twitter, I was like, Yes, I literally meant that. They're like, he admitted it. Yeah. He said he does do that. Uh, the greatest yeah. people in bad faith will take a joke you wrote and take it literally. And, oh, yes. uh, and then you can respond with that. Yeah. I it's, I think of that marry a carrot every time. I'm like, yes, and I'm going to marry perf- a carrot. And it's the perfect childlike response because I'm pretty sure that all of us have mm. run right into that. And you're mm-hmm. thinking... You, that's so stupid, but yeah. you can't get around it. I mean, you, have to, you try to have a clever reply, like, yeah, because wait, you, if you say, no, I'm not, then you're still playing into their game. Yep. But can't then if, win. So if you say, like, yes, I'm going to do that, like, she admitted it. Like, oh, I can't believe it. But meanwhile, it. Ralph is making fun of, uh, Ralph is getting one over on Lisa. I can't a, believe it's 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 Did you just assume he, like, struck that from his memory? It's a nice callback <laughs> to him having a crush on her. But yes, this is. 
The same kid who, in this very episode, dreams of being a Viking, which is, <laughs> has to be one of the most like rando Ralph isn't smart gags and also, in the show, and also eats his worm. Is that how you interpret yes. that joke? Yeah, it's him remembering. I used to go out with you. No, 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 no. That Ralph is dreaming of being a Viking. Oh, yeah. That is my interpretation. Is like, like a special person joke. That's where I'm a warrior. That's what I always thought. That I'm really strong. Yeah. Uh, I'm excellent. That's the at way dreaming. I always use it. So whenever I've made yeah. that reference, it's just gone completely. Well, I imagine over your head. he is a Viking, like he's a Viking with a horned hat and stuff. But it's where he's empowered. He's not getting yeah. yelled at. He's not in trouble. He understands things. That's where I'm a Viking. To me, feels like from the same place as like he tells me to burn things. Yeah. Like, it and Ralph's like dreams, he's place. constantly disappointing fans in the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <enough> sports. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Lisa looking around at the world, telling her to eat meat. First off, the beef flavored chicken i looked into this or actually i was like was this ever sold not like kfc never officially served (sighs) beef flavored chicken but (laughs) what in 2009 when they were selling their new healthier grilled chicken Uh, tell yourself that fine it was i i said healthy (laughs) i know i know which is just like look did michael try that and get salmonella uh he did that when he got the grilled chicken in (laughs) wendy's it's just like if he had had the fried chicken he'd be fine he'd have been fine Poor Michael. Mm-hmm. He, he was fine. Mm-hmm. He, he, he came out okay in the end. He did go to the Spoiler, hospital. he's alive. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, 2009, it, it found out that the grilled chicken is being flavored with beef. So Whoa. it was <laughs> KFC selling beef-flavored chicken. Gross. And also weird in this is they have to give Kent some lines to say as he's eating chicken on the air. It is him in the next episode saying the warning about that your ads could come alive and kill you. Okay. They just... They pre-took a line from wow. the Treehouse of Horror, the next episode oh, after this That's amazing. This I didn't look into what he was saying. It's so weird. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I'll cut it in here. Your windows. The next... Yeah, see, it's it's so odd. You guys agree with me? I proved it. (laughs) This is a question I have too. Are vegetarian hot dogs more unhealthy than regular hot dogs, or is that just like a cheap joke? I don't think so. I mean, I think at this stage, uh, this was the very early stages of vegetarian replacement meats, and I think Mm -hmm. they were having problems. Morningstar Farms. You can go to hell, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) And Dave Merkin knew all about this because at this time Mm -hmm. he had actually gotten into vegetarian meat. In fact, he told the story of when he went and met Paul and Linda McCartney, he brought mm. his favorite turkey substitute to mm. them, and apparently they loved it so much that they were eating it straight out of the can and were wondering where they could get more. Oh, wow, mm. man. And he it's, was like... I'm starving. Ah. And he was like, oh, my God, I was afraid that it had spoiled in <laughs> on the flight, and he was afraid that he had just <laughs> killed them. <laughs> it's slow acting. You know, it's also not mentioned on this commentary with all the Simpsons and vegetarianism that Sam Simon was such a staunch right. the co-developer mm. of the show. Was he that open about it even? In like, the 90s, maybe not, but he always mm. was. Yeah. Like he he I, always was. I love him on the Mark Maron, at least in, from when he was famous. I, in his Mark Maron interview, when he talks about it, he's like, Oh yeah, no, I'm a huge philanthropist. Gave all this money to food banks, but mm. his inst- oh he, yeah, he insisted like this is vegan food at this food bank because and he, his defense of people saying like, "Why are you making these people uh, eat what you want them?" He's like, "Well, first off, they don't have to eat a free meal if they don't want it, <laughs> and two, if I'm going to buy this much food, I'm not going to make kill more animals to buy it to mm-hmm. feed." People and this is what I'm going to get on my soapbox. I uh. can't eat meat. Mm-hmm. But you can't. But you can uh, eat vegetables. You don't mm-hmm. have to eat meat. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Yeah, I you should probably like, eat less. I don't oh, like yeah. eating my veggies. <laughs> Yucky. <laughs> 
So Lisa gives in and takes a bite of a hot dog, thinking that she it's has, over. She's given up. She did what the world wanted her to do. There is everybody happy now. I take it from your yelling that you like my tofu dogs. Tofu? Oh yes, no meat whatsoever, and only thrice the fat of a normal hot dog. I made the switch, and nobody noticed. But why, Apu? <laughs> because I am a vegetarian. Haven't you ever seen my T-shirt? <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> Don't have a cow, man. I love that shirt, though. In the world where Bart didn't become famous for saying <laughs> that phrase, it's kind of random. Like, what's it based on? That's true. I don't know if Bart invented it, though. I, I think it either. was a previously uh, existing oh, yeah. thing. But I like this because in these years especially, we see Oakley and Weinstein uh, trying to add more layers to a poo who, at this point in time, the stereotype has gotten old. Oh, so they're yeah. like, what can we do with his culture that would be respectful and reflective of someone mm-hmm. who actually you know, is an Indian American? Or how do you say that? East Asian? East, Southeast Asian. South, yeah, there there's, yeah, there's... I want to make sure I get it right. <laughs> but yeah. But, I think that's right. Yes. Once but, again, I'm starving. <laughs> the sign outside of his the store said eight hot dogs for 99 cents. I'm <laughs> so hungry. hot dogs. So hungry. But yeah, I, I just like the observational thing. Yes, like, of course, Apu could be a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. It could be a reflection of his culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually have a friend. A good friend of mine is Hindu. And mm-hmm. he is a religious vegetarian. Mm-hmm. And he had the best time going to Japan. Oh, boy. Which is a Buddhist country. But fish is in everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't avoid. I I couldn't imagine going to Japan and he gained twenty like, pounds yeah. only eating Indian food and pasta. Jeez. Um, <laughs> well, I agree with you, Bob. This has to be the most like sensitive portrayal of Apu mm. to this point. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, and I think too you can get. I think at least some of the credit goes to David X. Cohen because yeah. he not only wrote this episode but the next episode he writes will be the Immigrants episode. Oh, that was him. Yeah, he wrote that one, which was another sensitive, like, understanding portrayal of Apu as well, I'd say. And he mentions on, I think, that commentary that he had several, in being in computer sciences... Oh, for sure, He yeah. had several, he knew several Indian people and Indian immigrants, so it perhaps informed it. So at least, I, you know, it's not just the... Guy, Indian man works at Seven Eleven gigs. I think the "Don't Have a Cowman" shirt was one something his one of his Hindu friends had. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. That's that's right. Yeah, but uh, oh yeah. So then we get our big guest star who. Uh, I do have to play the death jingle because half uh, of these people are gone now. Death stalks you at every turn. Ah, there it is, death. The always respectful death jingle. Yes. <laughs> Man, I was present for the death jingle finally. Yay. We're all cheering the death of Linda McCartney. <laughs> oh my god, what has she only to di- Simpson. No, she only died three years later too. Yep, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 1998 at the age of 56, super young. Yeah, yeah. breast cancer. So sad. And when she pa- she passed away the week of the air of the Trash of the Titans episode, the 200th one, so they put an R.I.P. thing at That's the right. end of it, which I think was the first in the tradition of if a former guest star dies, they then put an R.I.P. thing at the end of the most recent episode think, to yeah, that airing. Yeah, I think airing. so. I mean, I'm sure she'd be happier if she was alive, but I think she'd, she's happy, she'd be happy knowing that being a vegetarian is so much easier now for people than yeah. it was in 1995 and, or in the 80s or the 70s. And Paul and Linda absolutely agreed to do this uh, because of it was vegetarian propaganda. Like they, mm-hmm. Paul McCartney doesn't need to do anything he doesn't want to do. And he knows, though, as famous as he is, 
If he can speak about vegetarianism to Simpsons fans, he'll indoctrinate a whole different generation of kids with this. It doesn't message. even like outfit the venues he plays with. Like, no, no, only vegetarian food. Oh yeah, he's well, still he's still a big time vegetarian. He like I just looked up the story about his vegan wedding that he had. Mm, even too, but yeah, his, his, his condition was that Lisa had to be a vegetarian forever, 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 forever. Yeah, and, and that that him and Linda would record with a lot of room tone in a different studio. Yes, yeah, <laughs> and they were in London. They are also drawn with brown eyes and blue eyes. That's not weird. The which yeah, is very like, distracting. It seems yeah. like a very famous person's insistence mm. that they had to go with. Just make our eyes this cool. It's all I yeah, It'll be make, so nice. I mean, you can barely tell way. with Paul that it's brown, but <laughs> yes, with Linda, yeah. it's just very weird. I thought his looked red on whatever version I was <laughs> He looks watching. like she's blind in yeah. the world of The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, here's, here's Paul and Linda part one. Or an alien. I know it is not easy to be a vegetarian, Lisa. That's why I ran away from home. What? She's leaving home? <laughs> Wow, Paul McCartney. I read about you in history class. Well, where's your wife, Linda? Right here, Lisa. Whenever we're in Springfield, we like to hang out in Apu's garden in the shade. We met him in India years ago during the Maharishi days. Back then, I was known as the fifth beatle. Sure you were, Apu. You know what, Lisa? Paul and Linda are vegetarians, too. In fact, Linda has her own line of vegetarian entrees. Ah, poo, I'm sure the last thing they want to talk about is... We weren't satisfied with the other vegetarian meals on the market. You'd be surprised how often you'd find a big hunk of pork in them. Ew. Linda and I both feel strongly about animal rights. In fact, if you play Maybe I'm Amazed backwards, you'll hear a recipe for a really ripping lentil soup. So we got it wrong. Her name is actually Linder McCartney. Linder. Yes. Yeah. And I had to look. I knew this about them when the show aired, but like I've never seen Linda McCartney's food because mm-hmm. it's only it's mostly in England ah. uh, since 1991. Still going. I have her cookbook. Do you really? Cookbook. Okay. I'm sure there's more than one, too. It's easier to ship all that food around England as opposed to America. Like it's there's tons of shit you got to ship around America. And but the. This, like, Merkin is so fanning out on the commentary. Yes. He is so excited of, like, yeah. I flew to London. And he and Matt Grading's like, you left me. Like, <laughs> I didn't get to go on this trip. And and God, Merkin is talking about, then Paul McCartney showed me all of his stuff. And, like, this is a guitar where I played this he song. played a harpsichord for me. I know. So it's... I know nothing about the Beatles. Everything I learned about the Beatles, I learned from the Beatles rock band. And uh, <laughs> this is the first time. It's pretty good history. What's that? It's pretty good history. It's pretty good if it's, like, a total, like, baby boomer wank fest but hey they yeah. deserve it i guess but i gotta say that the she's leaving home thing that's the first time i got that was a reference yep yeah I she's leaving to a wink song right yeah uh yeah, yeah well now that a beatles song yeah i believe okay. it is a beatles, yes a beatles song but also that was octopus's garden in the shade as well mm-hmm. which was a weird one to reference because that's a ringo song like Paul wrote so many songs. Do a Paul song, like dude. yeah. I will say I like the Beatles rock band. I want to go on a put go on a soapbox about this. I did like <laughs> it, but it reminded me of the movie Forrest Gump, where I got the message like these were the best times to be alive, man. And if you weren't yeah. there, then fuck you. You don't even know. It has the best well, intro. We're doing that right now with this very show. <laughs> well, our yeah. times were the best times to be alive. So. I I just read a funny tweet saying that Forrest Gump is re- Ready Player One for Baby Boomer. Yes! Mm-hmm. yes! Oh my god, great. that is that's totally great. true. Yeah. But, I, I, so. I, it's one of those things I want to withdraw. That movie looks totally awesome, and I wish the whole internet was like shut up. This is like the ninth time you've had this <laughs> we, we, talk, we Chris. See. I know, I know, we I just can't see. stand it. I will it. play back all of these when it's bad. I can't stand it. I agree, uh, Forrest Gump does look pretty awesome. It is pretty <laughs> awesome. Uh, it, it, so I didn't pick up on that. He says, if you play it backwards, you'll have a recipe for lentil soup. Mm-hmm. That's in this episode. It is yes, in it this is. episode. And we'll play the clip yes, soon. Yeah. Oh, okay. But, uh, but li- and also, maybe I'm amazed 
is one of the many great songs that came out of the Beatles breakup. Mm -hmm. Like, all of the Beatles did solo albums, and a lot of their first solo albums were songs they wrote during the Mm -hmm. breakup of the Beatles. Like, Maybe I'm Amazed came out in 1970. They broke up in 69. And the song is about how much he loves Linda McCartney and Mm -hmm. their children. And so it's a very sweet and specific one for him to bring up uh, in regards to Linda and their vegetarianism too. Mm. And the last Merkin story I loved on it was him saying that he joked with Paul like, well, now that we've had all three Beatles on it, we can even create a Beatles song with your voices. <laughs> saying that Paul was like, what the what? what? <laughs> that's, that's not true. No but. more of this freezer bird shit. <laughs> <laughs> Though my, my favorite post-breakup Beatles song for, in the solo was... George Harrison's Wah Wah, where it's him writing a song about how he's sick of Paul being in the middle of Paul and John arguing about stuff. And he's like, don't give me all your Wah Wah. Was this the Beatles anthology uh, era? Like when they were really coming back and <sighs> selling things to people again? Before Free as a Bird. Like two it's years before. Okay. Yeah. They, so we they talked about it in They ready to cash in some more checks of trying to sell the Beatles to kids in the 90s. Yeah. Which totally worked on me. They yeah. totally worked on me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me too. I just bought one. That was enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> it is most of the best songs. But I was watching, I was listening to the songs all the time. I was watching mm-hmm. Yellow Submarine. I was a big time Beatles fan, Wait, even before seeing this here's paul and linda one more time with their lesson on uh live and let die (laughs) when will all those fools learn that you can be perfectly healthy simply eating vegetables fruits grains and cheese oh cheese you don't eat cheese apu no i don't eat any food that comes from an animal then you must think I'm a monster. Yes, indeed, I do think that. But I learned long ago, Lisa, to tolerate others rather than forcing my beliefs on them. You know, you can influence people without badgering them always. It's like Paul's song, Live and Let Live. Actually, it was Live and Let Die. Whatever, whatever. It had a good rhythm. I guess I have been pretty hard on a lot of people, especially my dad. Thanks, you guys. Lisa, before you go, would you like to hear a song? Wow, that'd be great. Okay. Take it up, who? <laughs> I'm Sergeant Pepper's Long Hearts Club man. I hope I will enjoy my show. Okay, so another that, that has to be the most high profile fu that is great. ever did in a series. Yeah. You're totally right. Yeah, like that, <laughs> all that, that effort so perfect. that he got Paul McCartney and denies you a song, like looks you in the face of like, oh, you thought we were going to have Paul McCartney sing? Fuck you. I like their happy, like weird synchronized bopping in the background. They love hearing up cover the Beatles terribly. So a related uh, Paul McCartney vegetarian story is that Weird Al has a parody of Live and Let Die called Chicken Pot Pie. He was not allowed to record it for his album because it was about a meat... Uh, a, a meal, sorry, a wow. meal with meat in it, but he performs it at concerts. Wow! So we have a lot yeah. to dig into here. First of all, I want to play the only version of this worse than a poo. It's Bill Cosby singing <laughs> Sgt. Pepper's Only Hearts Club Land. It sounds like a Bill Cosby impression. It was 20 years ago today that Sgt. Pepper taught the band to play. Jesus. And they've been going in and out of style, but they're guaranteed to raise a smile. So may uh. I introduce to you. The act you've known for all these years 
Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Hey, turn it off. Oh, turn it off. God. Whenever it, I need uh, a smile, I put that on and forget about all the rapes you sure and just laugh uh, my head off. Not Dan Castellaneta doing that voice. Like, that was uh, so it's, bippin' man the bop. It's Bill Cosby doing a Bill Cosby, Bill Cosby impression. impression. That's fucking... Uh, okay, so you did get we this did a whole We did a whole podcast, actually, mm-hmm. on... Bad Beatles, Bad Beatles covers. covers. Yeah. Dan mm-hmm. Emmerich, a Beatlemaniac. Mm-hmm. And uh, listen to that on Laser Time. Yeah. So the whole thing about putting backwards messages in Beatles songs comes from this conspiracy theory. And I'll have Rolling Stone explain it to you. Yes, they were once not a failing website. On the track Revolution Number no. 9, it begins with a voice saying, Number 9, Number 9. If you play it backwards, you can hear the words saying, Turn me on, dead man. And if you listen to the spot in between I'm So Tired and Blackbird, and you play that backwards, you can supposedly hear John Lennon say, Paul is dead, man. Miss him, miss him. And famously, at the end of Strawberry Fields Forever, you hear John saying what seems to be, I buried Paul. <laughs> However, he was actually saying cranberry sauce. <laughs> so yes, wow. the Paul is dead theory happened in the 60s. It was a conspiracy theory in which it was posited that Paul McCartney died November 9th, 1966 in a car crash. Mm-hmm. He was replaced by Billy Shears, who looked and sounded exactly <laughs> like him. Paul thought it was funny, and fans kept looking for clues. Oh, that's right, because Abbey Road, he has no shoes, because that's how you bury people in England. Yeah. Shoes. And he's wearing a patch for some Canadian police squad, but they, they thought it stood <laughs> for something else. There's a ton of like people looking for significance and non-significant things. The original things. truthers. Yeah. <laughs> and so over the credits, they did record it backwards, yes. which let's give a listen to that now. I will say that, it's, uh, it's almost impossible to make out. So give me something to set up. I don't know what I'm setting up. So this oh, is so it uh, with no background. So I didn't even know this, but like I, I went to this trouble and then I'm clicking around the DVD and I'm like, oh, they just have the whole thing like isolated for you on the DVD. Oh, it's nice. like the only- Okay, let's... All right, so this is it without having to hear Maybe I'm Amazed backwards over it. Lentil soup. One medium onion, chopped. Two tablespoons of vegetable oil. One clove of garlic, crushed. One cup of carrots, chopped. Two sticks of celery, chopped. Half a cup of lentils, one bay leaf, one tablespoon of freshly chopped parsley, salt and freshly ground pepper to taste, two and a quarter cups of vegetable stock or water. There you have it, Simpsons lovers. Oh, and by the way, I'm alive. <laughs> That's great. What so, a goofball. That was the non-backwards, obviously, version he recorded. Mm-hmm. And that sounds pretty good. But I got to say, my problem with Linda McCartney's recipe is not spicy enough. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Having bought an Instant Pot, it's a great pressure cooker, pretty cheap, and it makes great meals. I got to say, any recipe by a white person, I automatically double the spice. Mm-hmm. Like, automatically <laughs> double, double the true. spice. To make it Empty good. half a bottle of sriracha inside of it. Yeah. <laughs> I like spicy food. So I do love Apu being very honest of like, oh no, I'm you're a monster. Yeah, you're to me. a monster. Like, you eat cheese. <laughs> but you know, I tolerate other Lisa, people. Lisa Lisa is discovering that there's always somebody who's holier purer than, than you yeah. are. <laughs> Literally holier than her yeah, in this yeah. case. But yeah, she's just getting prepped for college. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I, but I like that she she learns a lesson of her own. But also Homer thinks he's learned a lesson, but hasn't. Also, just him screaming in the baby stroller is quite a great image. <laughs> Lisa, come back before everyone finds out what a horrible father I am. Hi, Dad. Looking for me? I don't know. Are you looking for me? Oh. Oh, Lisa, I was looking for you. 
I wanted to apologize. I don't know exactly what went wrong, but I know it's always my fault. Actually, Dad, this time I was wrong. <gasps> Two. Oh, yeah. While I was gone, I got some really good advice from Paul and Linda McCartney. Rock stars. Is there anything they don't know? I still stand by my beliefs, but I can't defend what I did. I'm sorry I messed up your barbecue. I understand, honey. I used to believe in things when I was a kid. <laughs> Come on, I'll give you a piggyback ride. Uh, whoops, I mean a veggie back ride home. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and that ending Very cute. Oh, felt yeah. like a sequel to Lisa's Pony. You're so right, yeah. In that they both ride, she rides on his back after leaving the Quickie Mart in both of them. Except he's pretending to be a pony in that episode, and now he's a veggie in this yes, episode. That's right. But uh, a cute ending of her and Homer realizing that they can coexist even if she's still a vegetarian. And that Homer, I love Homer's like kind of shitty message, but of yeah. a cynical grown up of like, oh yeah, I used to believe in stuff when I was a kid. And I As like, an adult, nothing matters. And I eat meat <laughs> whenever I feel like it. And his reaction to Lisa meeting the Beatles is very much his reaction to seeing George Harrison That's as true. a performer. He yeah. doesn't care. He's like, where did you get that brownie? <laughs> much more interested in brownies. And he, Homer just does not care about the Beatles. Same. He also didn't know who Ringo star was really he's like Who's yeah this Ringo star guy you're painting like he's homer was somehow unable to learn about the beatles that's very strange life. he was very engaged with his own things didn't he listen to like the who and that kind of the thing? doodle town piper <laughs> starland vocal band uh, he got drunk yes. and uh listened to queen and he also listened to uh, uh yummy 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 i got love in my tummy when the i think his mom was happening would probably be more into the Beatles. So, yeah. it seems like every Lisa episode involves her clashing heavily with Homer mm-hmm. and then ultimately making up with him with a very sweet moment at the end. Lisa's wedding happened. Lisa substitute this episode. Mm. Yeah, it's a reliable formula. Lisa on ice. And it works. It works on me every time. Yeah. It works every time. It's very sweet. I think, too, it is the male writers of the show going like, I wish my child would forgive me like this or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I had a good relationship with my parents. <laughs> yeah, that too. I wonder later would learn to get more stuff out of Marge and Lisa conflict mm. as well, which they wouldn't do a oh, lot yeah, of. Like, no, that's true. A mother-daughter relationship like these dudes mm-hmm. probably wouldn't really kind of understand that. Doesn't immediately come to them, I yeah. don't think, no. But uh, yeah, Lisa and Homer is always sweet. It's always it's always lovely. And this was a sweet ending to that then goes straight into Maybe I'm Amazed with a backwards uh, yeah. <laughs> It's an original cut. We, we were yeah. listening to that, actually, and my partner who was watching it with me goes, I think I can hear it over the like it's inviting you to try I'm, and play I'm it like my third viewing of it I definitely was like wait I think I yeah, hear I never, something there yeah. I think I they really it. did do it backwards it's great it's a great little gag that like Merkin was uh, invested in and put the put the extra effort into it and got Paul McCartney <laughs> to read all that stuff and even I, I love that Paul McCartney is such like a goofball like mm. yeah. he's like eh, Paul McCartney well you know I can't tell anymore is he a weird old man like oh what's this no weirder it's than a video game else. called Destiny you're gonna make a music video whatever <laughs> yeah. you say yeah. he always seemed money? like kind of a chill hippie type guy whereas John Lennon was the the firebrand yeah I, yeah i forget what famous person i heard about uh say tell the story but he told the story of like his family was like family friends with paul mccartney and he wanted to geek out with paul but he said it was very clear to him that like paul mccartney he was like well I, you can either be a fanboy to me or we can be equals, but you can't be both. Like, you can't fan <laughs> yeah, out at me. He's a voice on BoJack Horseman. Like, yeah, the- <laughs> he showed up for, for one wow. gag on yeah. BoJack Horseman. So maybe he is just a cool dude. I 
I think so. I think I think someone described the relationship between him and the world as like everyone he meets is someone that is meeting Paul McCartney. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's his relationship with everybody. <laughs> and then he rewards them by being he's like, well, all right, you get Paul yeah. McCartney. Yeah. Yeah. Five minutes of Paul McCartney. I'll be that guy. <laughs> like every every woman. It must. Like, how could you not go insane if your life was every time you met someone, very likely they were in awe of you of just like, well, you're the greatest human being of all time, and I can't believe I met you. Like, how do you live life like that? I think Letterman described it as a way everyone should live their life. (laughs) It would be awesome if everybody got that. That was Talking Simpsons, folks. Uh, Thanks for listening. Great episode, by the way. And Mm -hmm. I've been your host, Bob Mackey. You can find me on Twitter as Bob Servo. My other podcast is Retronauts. It's a classic gaming podcast every Monday at Retronauts. Com or look for Retronauts in your podcatcher of choice. We're on all of them, I think. And recently we did an episode about Animaniacs games and Spider-Man games. Basically, we've been around for 11 years, so look up Retronauts, find a topic you like, and then download that episode. I think you'll like the podcast. We do a pretty good show. And there's like a Paul McCartney band on the run game from like England that we, we <laughs> uh, probably yeah, cover Oh, someday. dear Lord. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and hey, I'm H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter, and you can support this by going to patreon.com slash Simpsons, where you'll find Tons of exclusives on there, including interviews with people who worked on the show, including our most recent live interview with Dana Gould from our Sketchfest oh show. That's Thank insane. you, Dana. Oh my Please God. talk it to us so, again. He was. It's it's been one thing to have phone interviews with Simpsons heroes, but to be sitting next to Dana Gould as he tells funny stories about working at The Simpsons on 9-11 or writing the first suicide into The Simpsons. <laughs> he was very relaxed on that show. I was envious. Like, oh yeah, yes. you have been performing for like over 30 years. Yeah. Not like us. Yeah. Uh, so it's all there. Patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons. $5 a month supports us. And sorry, yes, our special guest, Kat. What KB. about you? And now that you know that I'm an atheist vegetarian, <laughs> you should follow me on Twitter at the underscore catbot, where I don't usually talk about those things. I talk about sports and Star Trek and Gundam, and it's a very eclectic mix, so I, I, I recommend it. What and, did you think of Steamed Hams as a Gundam episode? That was pretty funny, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. It, it is pretty brilliant. I gotta say, I love the memification of Steamed Hams, because I believe that the Steamed Hams bit is my all-time favorite gag in wow. uh, in all of The Simpsons. But also, yeah, so uh, Gundam and Steamed Hams, perfect mix. I can't but. get beyond Steamed Hams and Danganronpa it's the best <laughs> it's so perfect thank you whoever made that uh, you can also find me at US Gamer which is a video game website that I run and we do a lot of really cool stuff over there and also I have a podcast called Acts of the Blood God please subscribe to us uh, we talk about RPGs kind of like Retronauts but with RPGs and I'm on it so you should listen to it and if you like podcasts and stuff that Kat's on Kat you joined us for a laser time about the extended Star Wars universe yeah right that when was, it was so retired. much fun yeah like you know way more about that than anybody else I know <laughs> I, I mean all those misspent uh, all of my misspent yeah. youth uh, spent reading Rogue Squadron and Heir to the Empire and all that. Finally got to be put to good use. I could take this Meeseeks figure and make a little <laughs> Thrawn out of him with a nice jacket. Hey, <laughs> Thrawn's canon again. I mean, oh, okay, we're good. all cashing on Wasted Childhood. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what this is all about. Yeah, we have a bad Beatles cover episode with our buddy Dan Amrick, whose band Palette Swap Ninja did an amazing Star Wars Beatle tribute. That, oh, yeah. Like, I don't think I've ever Mark seen... Mark Hamill even praised it. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure I've, I've had a friend go that viral um, ever. But uh, yeah, Dan's great dude. He's on that episode. Uh, also check out 302010, where you look 30, 20, and 10 years ago to that week in the past. Uh, it's been really fun. We were in the 88, 98, 08 periods. So I'm telling you, Roger Rabbit, someday. we got to talk about some Miyazaki somewhat recently. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. And also check out Vigium Apocalypse, our weekly video game show. Uh, slightly retro, slightly current Bob talked about Monster Hunter recently. Oh, yeah. I love Monster Hunter. I still love it so much. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next week with Treehouse of Horror 6. 
That's it. Go to your room.